Right, I need you to do that bit then for me, please. With your hosts, T, Cleves and Selena. Can you do it a bit slower, please? With your hosts, T, Cleves and Selena. Can you do it with a bit more feeling, please? I know, okay. <laughs> feeling. <laughs> okay, okay. With your hosts, T, Cleves and Selena. All right, that's a wrap, folks. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> yeah, next week, baby. <laughs> All right. Warning, this podcast may contain bad language, content and films that some listeners may find offensive and poor direction and bad acting and various other qualms of podcasting. I mean, I haven't done my spoiler alert, but it sounds like you've just spoiled the film (laughs) or at least your views on it. Nope. I was just talking about Selena's intro. Welcome to Seesaw Podcast. With your hosts, T, Cleves and Selena. Can you do it with a bit more feeling, please? With your hosts, T, Cleves and Selena. Every week, bringing some much-needed balance and humour to brighten up what can sometimes be a dark, disabled world. Welcome to a brand new episode of Seesaw. Hi, Selena. Hello. Hi, Cleves. Hello. My name is Elder Cleaves. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Uh... There. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how are we all doing? Good. Yep. Good. Perfect. Okay. Selena, any feedback? Welcome, everyone, to that don't impress me much. Selena's segment on seesaw feedback, including everything that we might have done wrong or done badly, and the occasional thing that we might have actually done right. That don't impress me. I mean, it's difficult now to do this feedback when I've been in episodes myself, so I don't feel like I can feedback on myself. It's just Why? I right. think you should. If you turn around and go, I didn't like what I said there. Nah, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm noticing more, but you guys aren't as nice to me anymore, Um, oh, generally. Bonus, <laughs> yes. One of the team. <laughs> but um, obviously, you've got your new um intro and music and everything and at first I thought oh why did you change it why I really liked it before I liked the enthusiasm and now it's gone very mature I think the best word for it I think Uh... you've developed and evolved I feel like the seesaw's gone from the the little boy and girls playground you know those little seesaws with like the, the animals on it and like like a horse head on one side or something and now you've got a proper grown-up seesaw with no little fancy animals you've moved to the the big playground and it's all very serious and grown up now but it's all right i'm getting used to it i don't know what to think about that because you basically just go yeah you're a childish piece of shit and now you're grown up to be a more grown-up kind of boring piece of shit uh <laughs> not boring <laughs> but it's just like yeah i don't know it was all very welcome to the seesaw podcast with that emphasis and now it's a bit more mellow when you with your intro but the original intro was more mellow then we went super over the top with it mm. and then <laughs> we dialed it back a little bit yeah <laughs> you've reined it in maybe we'll redo yeah. it again with so briefly for the social media outtake Khalifs. Do you want to explain to the listeners why we changed our music outside of just changing it up? Oh, we just felt like we needed to change. It had nothing to do with the previous music being copyright struck on YouTube several times. No, 
No, nothing to do with that. <laughs> Every time I go on there, there's another episode that's been striped. Oh dear. Why is it with people wanting credit and money for the music that they've created? Uh, let's be concise and move on. Do you want to quickly <laughs> just run through the, the wearing today? I don't know if we're doing that as a general thing now. Uh, if we've got time. It's quite quickly today. I'm Cleves, and I'm wearing this great hoodie with this, uh, it's a Quicksilver hoodie, it's got a little Quicksilver emblem on the pocket, blue jeans, bang, done. This is T, apparently people are saying our names now. I'm wearing a white jumper, blue jeans, and a grey flat cap. Okay, um, and Selena, and I realised before, I never gave a description of my physical appearance, which you did on previous episodes, so for the listeners out there, I am like five foot three, got dark hair, I'm a South Asian background so brown skin concise anyway i'm in grinch pajamas even though i've never seen the film grinch oh nice okay is yours thing gonna be like do i have to do like a pajama intro like with t's hat pretty much yeah (laughs) pajamas i'm sure there's a pajama song out there yeah bananas and pajamas Okay. <laughs> get copyrighted for that one. As yeah, well. Probably would definitely get stuck with that one. I don't know what you're talking about. No, nothing was struck. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of intros that no one stole the music for, what is today's topic of the week? Okay. Today's show is called Watching in the Dark. Really? Is it? Come out with a new one then. Well, on the episode that you, you claimed it, to have listened to, but blatantly didn't. I did. I I pitched Seesaw Cinema. Okay, Seesaw oh, Cinema. Yeah. Okay. That's better, that's better. That's a much better. Okay. No, either way. I did this. Okay, Seesaw Cinema. I cut all of this shit. And now here is the music for it. Lights! Camera! Audio description! Raw film! Seesaw Productions proudly presents Seesaw Cinema. Bringing you audio-described reviews of the latest and greatest films. Today's production, The Pale Blue Eye. Okay, so, this new show, we are going to be watching a film and bringing it to you all and going over the accessibility side of it as far as audio description. This is your warning for the episode. I am going to ruin the entire film in the next two to three minutes. So if you have not seen it, go away. Watch it and then come back. Let's start with the name of the film, which is... The Pale Blue Eye. You can get it on Netflix, 2002 film. Um, 2002? Uh, 2022. I can oh, say Jesus. Yeah. I was like, 2022. I I was Sorry, my, okay. my notes are just bollocks. All right, okay. It is starring Christian Bale. And second warning, I am going to ruin the entire film for you now. So, a former police officer, played by Christian Bale, known as Landor, is brought in to investigate a mysterious and gruesome murder at a army cadet academy. Should pretty much point out at this point, it's based in 1830 New York. Yes, that isn't actually on my notes, but very well put. Because <laughs> otherwise, yes, it just sounds like there's a policeman, you know, in 2022. So there's been a Christie murder. Uh, the murder was a young man was hung. Fry. Leroy Fry. And his heart accent? was cut out, surgically removed, essentially. And the investigation begins. The character, Landor, is assisted by another cadet, who is a poet, who is Edgar Allan Poe. 
The investigation involves him questioning other cadets, Poe also ingraining himself and trying to get information out of the other cadets. Uh, some animal corpses are found in the same manner the hearts are being cut out. During the investigation, Poe falls in with a group of young men and falls for the sister of one of those young men named Leah, who is the female interest, who has a sickness which causes fits. During the investigation, a lot of occultist ritual, well, an occultist ritual site is discovered as well as other parts to deal with the occult. The daughter who Poe has fallen for is of the doctor who examines the corpses. And during a dinner with the investigating people, Landor and Poe, they soon discover that the family is in cahoots with the occult because conventional medicine is not helping their daughter. And the doctor has turned a blind eye or, well, don't say encouraged, but he turned a blind eye to the whole occultish like talking to the devil, hell, all that sort of thing to try and cure his daughter, which requires human hearts. Obviously. Uh, then we move on. Poe is coerced or drugged. They don't really explain what he happens drugged. to him. But essentially, he's going to be sacrificed to save the life of this woman that he has fallen in love with over the space of around two weeks. Landor saves him at the last minute. Leah... And her brother, who is also in cahoots with this, a fellow cadet, they die in a fire. The parents are not charged with murder because they just allowed it to happen, apparently. And that's the end of the film, I hear you say. Oh, no. There, there is a, 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 there's a twist. Poe discovers that the notes found in the hand of the first cadets was in the same handwriting as a note left to him by Landor. He then uh, deduces that Landor was involved in this whole escapade. And essentially the story unfolds that Landor's daughter was raped by three cadets. One of them was the gentleman who was hung. There is an another victim during the film who was another one of those. Um, he murdered them. And it just so happens that Leah took advantage of the dead corpse to steal a heart. Um, it wasn't actually murder. And at the end, Poe burns... The notes, I will say that Landor's daughter killed herself as well. That's why he's distressed, because of the rape. And she killed right herself. Then. And that's why he wanted revenge. And then at the end of the film, he goes back to the site of the suicide and then cut to black soprano style. Hey, no, he lets the ribbon like float away. He did let the His ribbon daughter, like float that, away, yeah. he did. That was like him letting go of everything. The real question is, could Esteban made a better job of what you just did? Absolutely. I have very concise <laughs> notes here and I absolutely butchered it. We get used to that. Concise, baby. Concise. I've got a confession to make. Oh, I swear to God, if you've not watched this film, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I watched half an hour and gave up, so I'm glad you now told me the rest of the story. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You're worse than him. <laughs> I, tried, I tried. I tried weeks to watch this film. And Jeremy watched it. He watched it fucking last night. So I tried it? twice and just I didn't like it. Okay. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I couldn't get into it. Okay, I mean, well, that's a good start. Let, let, let's start there. Why, why did you detest it so much that you tried twice and just thought, nope? It's just a bit weird. It was a bizarre, I don't know why this is like so well rated. Obviously, it's got a lot of big actors in it. But oh, I don't know. It's just like, okay, what am I watching here? Does this interest me? I keep switching off from what they're saying, that kind of whispering. It's all very, you know, intense. And mm. yeah, I just, oh, do I care? <laughs> <laughs> well, you say it was popular. It was popular at the time that I pitched it. It was number two after the original wrong thing that T pitched me. Here we go. Put your foot in. Since then. <laughs> well, Has it gone however, down? Since then. then it no longer features in Netflix top 10 movies and it's only been two weeks. I am not surprised. <laughs> Here's my initial thought, and I have to say this because I've been trying not to say it to Cleves. Christian Bale, sort out your accent. It was horrible. I hated it. He's worse than Mel Gibson in Braveheart. What if he talks like this? I mean, I, I at least Landor and I'm secretly the bad man. I mean, at least it'd be consistent. <laughs> it was terrible. I hated his voice. I hated his acting. Christian oh, Bale. I thought his acting was all right. I think the supporting guy who played Poe was a lot better. I actually enjoyed Poe. I think yes. he was a lot better character. Yeah, yeah. And my <laughs> husband pointed out to me that that's Dudley after Harry Potter. Yes. Yes. Yep. I was like, wow. If you didn't tell me that, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Really good. Like, and and considering this is one of uh like it was, yeah, he's playing against Christian Bale. Fair play to the lad. Like, hopefully, he's going to have a good career from this. Actually, just on that point, going back, I didn't realise you'd watched it with your husband, Selena. Mm-hmm. Was that he... not allowed? Was that not no, 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 no. My question was going to be: Was he did it? Was he into it more than you, or did you just go? I'm bored of this. We're switching it off. No, no, no. I did say you can carry on watching it if you want, and he's like, I'm not bothered. <laughs> <laughs> Please, what were your thoughts? Look, this is what happened. I was quite into the first half an hour, then it lost me. Right. Then I came back at the last half an hour. What I did in the hour between that, I couldn't quite tell you. I'm pretty sure I was on my phone. But to me now, this is a mark of a good film if I don't pick up my phone. And yeah. Maybe that's the site that we live in. Maybe that says something about me as a person. I don't know. But if a yeah. film can keep my attention for like an hour and a half and I'm not in a cinema, then that's a good film. And do you know what? This one, I didn't hate it. I did think it was half an hour too long. Yeah, absolutely. But I didn't hate it. It was fine. I agree. I thought it was very slow. Oh, God, it was slow. It was very slow. It had no right being two hours and eight minutes. I don't know why films feel they have to break the two-hour mark now. It used to be a film aimed for 90 minutes. This could have been a 90-minute film. I did pay attention throughout the entirety of it. Um, As you said, I watched it last night. And I paid attention because I knew that if I didn't retain the facts, you would rinse me for it. Absolutely. So I put full attention into it and it was tough. 
I actually stopped halfway, went down and made myself a chicken wrap and then came back and carried on. Like I had to go and be energized. <laughs> I'm getting tired and you need to fuel up. <laughs> I did. And I also got a little bowl of crisps as well to munch on. So I had something to do. I think it is a very average film. Mate, if I was watching this in the cinema and people that know me, I'm notorious for this anyway. You would have fallen asleep. Oh, God, yeah. Probably yeah. within 20 minutes. Yeah. There's something about the cinema. It's just nice and warm. It's dark. It's cosy. I just think, oh, it's time for a nap. Soon it would have dragged <laughs> her husband out, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to Nando's. Finish your popcorn. It's for, it's for a certain clientele, that film. It's not for your mass audience. I'll tell you what clientele it's for. Netflix watches, because it's murdery. Everything yeah. on Netflix is murdery. Yeah. All right, fine. Okay, accessibility. Based on the half an hour that you watched. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, here are the topics. Opens on a cold river. <laughs> we are going to... Let's go. the first bullet point. What's your first one on this? Did we think the audio description was adequate based on these following categories? Did we find the story easy to follow? With your description. Here, here's what I have to say about the film in general. And Selena, as you only watched, what, a fifth of the film? It, you probably wouldn't have gleaned this. Practically a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, to be fair. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that's good. I'll hold my hands up. Um, by and large, it's quite a talky film. Mm-hmm. So the audio description in terms of describing the story narrative there wasn't a lot there, but they didn't necessarily need to be a lot there. It, it described a lot of the scenes as they were about to come up, like, oh, cut to blah, blah, in a tavern. So I, I didn't mind it from that perspective. I imagine Selena only got to see one scene when they're out in the snow and some guys got hanged, so I, I mean, don't know whether there was a scene cut. I mean, this this is more for Selena in the sense that I could actually see this a little bit more. Uh, I was able to watch this a little bit, so... As far as the story, up to the point that where you gave up, Selena, how did you find? Did you could you follow the narrative basically? Yeah, like, I get that. You know, the guy was hung, and then we're trying to find out who's murdered him. Okay, okay. that's established pretty early on. Luckily, okay, yeah, yeah, but that's good. Like, okay, we'll move and on. And I from got the you know Landor got Edgar to come and help him. So yeah, this story, yeah. This story kicks off. It gets a lot of things together pretty early. It's strong. It's a quick starter, and mm. then it stops. But enough about the actual film. He's <laughs> already stepped into this scene setting. Was the audio description good for scene setting? Did we feel it did a good job of describing? I felt happening? it did. It had audio description is always going to have this problem. You have to cram it in between the actors talking. Mm. I feel it did do a good job but you're looking at a man that can see part of it. Now, I disagree. I agree with what you're saying about cramming stuff in, but there are opportunities, and the cadet uniforms were quite unique looking. And I think that gives a bit more context, especially with the time frame of being 1830. That doesn't mean a lot to people unless you're into your history. Like They had big, like, visored hats. Hat. 
like the hats were big and visored, button-up shirts, that sort of thing. They did nothing. There was nothing. And I, I'm not saying describe what every character's wearing, but this is a uniform that a lot of characters were wearing. It's very iconic. Giant hats. The hats were huge. And it did nothing to do that. So when you've got like troops walking along where it says, oh, uh, a bunch of cadets walk past as landlords going to blah, blah, blah. Like it's easier to picture if they say, oh, they have huge hats with like a big rim on them and they're carrying muskets. And they've got button up shirts. There wasn't enough there for me to know that this is if I couldn't see it, I'd be like, OK, you've told me this is a cadet military cadet training camp. But it would have set the scene a bit more. And there were silent moments where they could have done that. But okay, based on that, I had a question in my own mind, uh, sort of maybe 45 to an hour through. And I'm hoping you'll be able to answer this, Lena. If I had little to no sight, would I know it was set in 1830s? Because I don't think it was ever explicitly said on the audio description. No, no, I wasn't actually aware until you just told me it was set in the 1830s. I realised it was the old days. Okay, grand. But- just from the way they were talking it's like you don't talk like that anymore you know it was older but no i had no idea about the the, these uniforms that they were wearing i'm gonna say it i'll say it now the audio describer was american and so it's obviously american audio described film a lot of films like in today's day and age like americans will have their audio describers the brits will have their audio describers so we have different versions of audio description for the same film mm-hmm. i don't know if maybe british audio describers did you know talk about appearances and costumes more than our american friends right, one for future yeah <laughs> must be hard for you to say that <laughs> so the next point action sequences there weren't a great weren't deal great, of them no, in this no. But I will also criticise the audio description here. There is a fight scene that happens halfway through. Are we talking about the bit with the the fire and the cutting the heart out bit? No. Okay, sorry. It's the one prior to this. uh, Because Poe has fallen in love with this woman after two weeks, get together, mate. Um, (laughs) Another cadet is jealous and basically bum rushes him when he's walking home. Mm. And the audio description says, oh, the cadet knocks him over. And he hits him. And I'm like, right, okay, that's fine. But then I can see enough to know that he didn't just hit him. He hit him like four or five times in the face. There was no context to it. There was no like, there there was no vocal work happening. No dialogue. And he picked up a rock. And then the first thing you know about the rock is like, oh, he drops his rock. And it's like, okay, you, you say that at the end. But that would have made a lot of context if you knew if he'd hit him four or five times. And what if Dwayne Johnson was starring in the film? It'd just been really confusing. It would have been. <laughs> exactly. But he hits him four or five times. I went back and re-watched it. And then he picks up a rock. So, of course, he's got like that. That's an like, escalation of intent. But you don't find that out until afterwards. So it took the suspense out of the fight. I was just like, oh, just a couple of rough housing sort of thing. Oh, he's just jealous. But. When you find out he dropped the rock afterwards, it's like, oh, he was trying to kill him like with a rock. How do you feel about when there's like a fight scene, right? And someone audio describes something because there's a gap, but it hasn't quite happened yet. Happened, yeah. Like, there was a bit, I think, in the fire scene. And it's like um, 
a piece of burning lumber falls on Leah's head or something like that. Oh, and the yeah. next thing you're like, ah! and you're like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, well, that just happened. Three seconds. Yeah. Happened, yeah. <laughs> um, that's actually the next thing. Uh, I'm not going to ask you about action sequencing, because you didn't get that far into it. But, <laughs> but timing, I think that's also really important for audio description, timing. Did they fit it in properly? Did they get what they needed to in where they needed to? I think they did okay with the scene sets because from someone that can see it a little bit, you know when a scene flicks and you can tell from the audio description, you can hear them describing it even though the previous scene is still on and then it flicks to the next scene. And a lot of the time, the next scene starts with someone talking straight away. So where else have you got to put it in? So that's fine. I get that. In terms I think of the- again with it um, being American, they tend to talk a lot faster with their audio description. I don't know mm. if this one did. I, n- I don't think I noticed it as much on this particular film, but normally, like, I've watched Glee in the past, and mm. that they t- not, they can talk really, really quick, their audio describers, to t- tell you as much as possible. Um, Just to be clear, you said Glee, right? I said Glee. <laughs> okay, do you want me to edit that out? or? <laughs> I never got <laughs> to the final series or anything. It was, it was early. Oh, right. <laughs> okay, what a brag. <laughs> Well, I, I think the timing was fine. I think okay. they did an adequate job. Already, yeah, I've made my point on like the scene setting. I think they could have done a lot more there. Um, in the quieter times, they had two hours and eight minutes to put in a lot of scene setting, which they could have definitely done, would have made it more interesting. But I think they did fine. They're not the worst that I've encountered. And then the last one, delivery. How did we find the narrator? I'm glad you put this in because I was waiting for this. It sounded like, um, it basically sounded like Esteban with an American accent. Like, <laughs> yes. And in the next scene, he has gone to a tavern. It yeah, it's very it, detached. Yeah. But I don't know if there was anyone human doing the audio description or whether they'd literally, someone had written it down. I believe it was. I can't remember the name, but I recall at the end, it said, uh, uh, audio description delivered uh, by the company and then read by, and it was a person. Yeah. Well, I'd say I apologise, but I don't. Maybe work on the humanisation and fluidity of your delivery. If you convey emotion with your audio description, you can add to a moment. No, but that's a thing. You don't want, want to influence. Yeah, you've got to. You're there to deliver certain information, the facts. We don't want your opinion. It's... I get that, but like, I'd like it to be a little bit more intense when things are intense. And I find it takes me out of it. If you have a really tense scene, I'm not saying they have to be like like that, but like there's <laughs> a scary child ghost. <laughs> But I, I think that there is a certain amount of like nuance they can do to try and... I'm not saying they have to ham it up, but I think you have to lead with the scene and the context of it. Not to the point where you're doing voices or weird shit, but like, if you're robotic during like a very tense scene, like where Landor was looking for evidence around the Doctor's house, it kind of takes the tension out of it. Because like, oh, this robot lady's here with me. <laughs> I think robot is probably the operative word because i didn't feel like maybe this is down to opinion but even when they're like setting the scene it's like and now landor is in a bar he's in a tavern and he's at a table talking to poe and i'm like that's kind of how it was read Mm. but Mm. it didn't feel like a human was reading it he could have gone 
And now Lando's in a bar and he's sat to a tavern. And maybe that's worse for people. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that is. I wonder, though, as well, like with the audio describers, I think they just got their script and they're reading their lines. They don't have a clue what's happening in the film. They probably never, she never watched the film, that woman who did the audio description. She's just gone in there, wheeled off these lines. Job done. That'd be very interesting to know, I think. Future guess, maybe. Okay, concise. Overall rating, huh? out of five disabled, audio description, how do you rate it? I'd give it a three. Straight down the line. Selena? I am debating. I think I'm going to go 3.5. No, wait, the other way. So See, good. it's confusing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 2.5, 2.5. It was better than average. I'm going to give it 3.5. Oh, you would you were not keen. I, I think gen- <laughs> generally it was fine, but it's the whole scene setting thing that re- that's really like stuck in my craw. It really has because there was a lot of opportunity. It was a fucking long film, and there's a lot of opportunity to set a lot of scenes. And like you said, Selena, you didn't even know it was an 1830. No, but I didn't, you know, what you don't know doesn't matter. I didn't realise I was missing out, so... Yeah, but it's contextual, isn't it? You, you, it's good to know the world that this film's in so you can engross yourself. I don't know. That's kind of a good point. Are you going to enjoy it for different things if you don't know the context? I think context is everything. And all the description... I don't think it is. I mean... All the description is there to give you the context. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Selena didn't like it either way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so in the film John Wick, if they said at the beginning that John Wick is wearing a chef's outfit, it changes the entire films. He's just wearing a chef's outfit for no reason. I you know thought I mean? the opening scene where she described the the guy hanging from a noose and his legs, you know, up and whatever. I, thought, I, I went, oh, like, oh, that's a bit. That of was a... well done. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was well done. Opener that hit you rather than it going. This is what's been happening in the 1830s and then this. <laughs> It hit you. <laughs> true, true. But yeah. I, I, I get, I'm getting hung up on the uniforms and like some of the scene setting and stuff like that. I think that there could have been a little bit more there. Like with the doctor's house, it was very extravagant. It wasn't so much a house as it was a manor. Well, this okay. Again, this is. Do we need this? This yeah. is what I mean. Like, this is why we have Selena here because she's got this whole different view on things. Mm. Maybe we don't need it. Okay, fair enough. Final point, would you recommend this to a visually impaired person? No person. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh the person we've done is a no from Selena on all fronts. If you're asking me the same question, I would wholeheartedly agree with Selena. <laughs> I would not recommend this film. Unless, you know... No, no, in fact, no. no. Now, I have recommended it to my wife. Because oh, he's yeah, into a crime stuff. Yeah. So I think my wife would get some joy out of this. But I think my I'm also gonna say no. I don't think it's a great film, I don't think it's a bad film. I think your description was fine, airing on a bit of the bad side. But I don't know. I think the biggest problem we had encountered was probably from the off, in the sense that no film was chosen and someone had to pick one last minute whilst he was editing, editing the podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, let's know at the links coming up. If you've watched it, I apologise. Hopefully most people have only just done a Selena. Until next time, we'll see you next Wednesday. 
Thank you for listening to Seesaw Podcast. Your feedback and comments mean a lot to us, so if you'd like to get in touch, you can do so in the following ways. You can find us on Twitter at SeesawPod, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube at Seesaw Podcast. And you can also join us at SeesawPodcast.com. Remember to like, rate, review us and share us with a friend. podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. 